You do consulting where you match up people to buy franchises that would be good for their lifestyle. Everybody thinks of Subway, everybody thinks of McDonald's. They don't have the ideal business structure that most people look for. Most people are looking for low light employee count. The franchise that you have now. A Dona MV franchise. Purchased a trailer. When we're free and we can do events, we're gonna do events. We're gonna have our kids help us so they can learn about money and they can learn about business. So I've owned my own franchises. First two that I had, I built them really large, got tired of them, sold both of them. Now I know if I would have had a consultant with my first two franchises, I wouldn't have bought them. Hi, I'm Heather. And I'm Shannon. And we are two women here sharing inspiring stories about fearless females to help encourage you to live your life unapologetically. Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast. Today on our show, we have a super special guest who has a really interesting, unique business that we don't often hear a whole lot about. She specializes in helping people find a franchise that fits with the lifestyle they have so that it doesn't take over their life. Because oftentimes when we start a business, we aren't really sure what that's gonna mean for our lives. And people don't really go into that thinking thinking that through with the right mindset. Also a mom of two, as well as a native Colorado, Coloradoan. Colorado. Colorado. <laughs> Welcome to the Unapologetically Me podcast, Crystal. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I appreciate this. I know. Thanks for coming in. So when Heather was telling me about you, she was like, yeah, she does this really cool thing where she matches up, like you do consulting where you match up people to buy franchises that would be like good for their lifestyle. Is that yes, right? That is correct. So yeah. how did you end up getting into that? Um, so I've owned my own franchises. Um, I'm really good at building them up and growing them. And the first two that I had, I built them up really large and I got tired of them. I was not, I was working 60 plus hours or doing things I wasn't wanting to do. And so I sold both of them, started looking for another franchise and somebody's like, well, why don't you just get into consulting? Consulting is like, you know how to do it. You know how to help people. And I'm like, sure, let's look into it. So I did my research and got into it. And really now I know like, if I would have had a consultant with my first two franchises, I wouldn't have bought them. I would have followed the their strategy and say, okay, I want something that's semi-passive, something that I can have a flexible schedule with my kids, something that, I may not be passionate about, but something that can help me grow for a lot longer than the other two concepts that I had. So that's how I got into it. I learned the process and learned how I can strategically place people with different concepts based on what they're looking for. That's really interesting. I didn't even know that existed. Neither did I. <laughs> it's a super niche industry to be in. And so before we started recording, you were talking about the franchise that you have now. So talk to us a little bit about that. Um, so we ended up purchasing a Dona MV franchise and it was more, we wanted something that was flexible with our schedule, something we can have our kids help us with. So we did that. We, we, purchased a trailer. It's actually in development right now. We're going through training right now, but the goal is when we're free and we can do events, we're going to do events. We're going to have our kids help us so they can learn about money they can learn about business and they can understand, okay, all the money that we collect doesn't come to us. We have to pay our bills. We have to pay for inventory. We have to pay for gas. And that's my goal is making sure that our kids understand that there's more than just getting a job that you can potentially own a business and how they can operate businesses. And that was our goal with this one. 
into is it a donut like a it's, food truck it is a food truck it's like it's a trailer so we have a tow vehicle and it's a trailer you can watch the donuts be made in the window it's an interactive experience it's something that people can be excited about there are many donuts um, they're made on the truck through this window and people can see what they look like the different flavors they can get it's also lemonade so it's different flavors of lemonade. Who doesn't want donuts and lemonade? I want them right now. <laughs> I'm like, warm donuts? Like, yes, please. Yeah. So we wanted something fun, something exciting. Um, our past businesses were not fun and exciting. They were not something our kids would ever want to learn. So this is something they want to learn. They want to be excited about. And, you know, their friends are like, oh, you're going to learn how to make donuts. And, you know, it's exciting for them. And how old are your kids? That Eight and ten. So at eight and 10 years old, she is teaching her kids how to do business. That's a perfect age. I love it. I think <laughs> it's so fun. So what do your kids think about this? Are they like excited about it? Are they like, mom, I don't want to do this. No, they're excited. They're like, when can we start? When can we help? And so they're, they're learning. They want to, they want to be a part of it. We bought them business cards so they can Aww. have their own business cards. Even if they're just handing it out to their friends, it's like, you know, when you get your first job or when you have your first business, the business cards kind of like, look at me, look what I've done. And so that's what we're providing to them is look what you have. You can teach, you know, you can show kids and learn and, you know, we're strategizing with them how to save money and how, what they can spend and what they should keep. And that's with like goal. an actual business. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's super cool. So walk us through the process of how you make those decisions on what type of franchise fits with somebody. Talk to us about how that works. It's, it's a process. It's, I'm not just going to sit with somebody for 10 minutes and say, oh, you should be with these ones. It, it's a long process. I talk with them. I get to know them. I know their likes, what they're passionate about, maybe what their hobbies are. And then I also want to gauge, okay, do you want something that's going to make you a lot of money? or something that you're more passionate about? Where do you fall on that scale? And through the process that we walk through, I have a bunch of questions. I wanna know, do you want employees? Are you comfortable with subcontractors? Are you, do you wanna work 20 hours a week or do you wanna work full time? Do you wanna work 40 hours a week? So I wanna know exactly what their ideal business looks like and what that ideal business is then I create a model and that model is gonna specify, I like these types of employees, I want minimal employees, or maybe I want 50 employees, or I wanna manage the manager. Their job is to manage the employees, I'm just gonna be working with them closely. Once we have that model, then I take that model and I go out to all of my franchises and say, okay, of all my franchises, which ones are gonna match this person? And then I narrow it from there, which ones have territory in the states that they want to be in. And then at that point, we get down to probably four, three or four franchises that I really think are going to be ideal. But I don't pick franchises in the exact same industries. I want to have franchises that are going to help them grow and say, okay, I'm going to place you with a home service. I might place you with health and beauty, and I might place you with pet care, whatever that looks like. And some of the people are like, oh my gosh, I don't ever, I don't want to look at a plumbing company. Why would I want to do that? But if I'm like, okay, you told me you wanted flexible schedule, you're okay with subcontractors. That's why I placed you with this. And I really want you to just do your homework and we speed date the franchises. I want you to talk to every one of them and you will find out why I placed you with that one. And then it's up to them to decide which of those three they're going to pick. So for our listeners who 
aren't totally familiar with franchises. And when they hear franchise, they probably just think of things like McDonald's and Subway and maybe like Great Clips and like those those really familiar types of franchises. Mm-hmm. Give us some examples of what you're talking about that are franchises. Because I know one of the girls in the mastermind who has been working with you, she's been looking at, and I haven't talked to her in a week or two, so maybe she's bought one already, but she's been looking at one of the the beauty type places where like the, the hairstylists or whatever they're, specialty is we'll rent out a room in this little space they're like what are they called something salon suites salon suites yes Mm -hmm. and those are super cool and if you get any type of beauty treatments done like your hair or your nails you've probably been to one of these places and I don't know that we all realize is that some of those are franchises so Mm -hmm. talk to us about some of those different types of franchises that we don't always think of um there's a ton like just one everybody like you said everybody thinks of subway everybody thinks of mcdonald's I don't actually do fast food in my, I don't have fast food in my portfolio because they they don't have the ideal business structure that most people look for. Most people are looking for low light employee count, you know, something that can be maybe home-based, something that may be light industrial or maybe not the huge brick and mortar. So we don't do the fast food concepts and the fast food stuff can have pretty heavy down payments too absolutely con- like initial super commitments. high I don't know in that we call them down initial payments. investment so yes. most people don't have a million plus dollars to invest in a mcdonald's so i can show them a health and beauty that maybe and what give us an example of health and beauty so um med spas you can do med spas or you can do waxing studios or lash studios or Um, There's a lot more in the health and wellness that are more um, Eastern medicine type stuff that can really help people feel better about themselves that are not medicated. And you're visiting one of those today. I am. Tell us about that. We're super excited to hear Um, about that. I'm visiting. It's a body sculpting and lymphatic drainage concept that is um, a franchise that you can purchase and have in your area. And it's going to be... I don't know the whole process. I haven't been there yet, so I'm excited to go, but they help your lymphatic system circulate through your body and get rid of toxins, increase your immunity. Um, it's body sculpting, so it also helps with water retention. And Is it like a massage or like a tool? Like a, it's like not, like a laser it is, type treatment? There or? is somebody that is working on your body, but it's not a massage therapist. It's estheticians okay. instead oh. of massage therapists, but they're able to get your lymphatic system moving. And um, I'm not sure if you're connected to a machine. This is where I don't know enough about that process, but I'm going to try it and see how it goes and like learn something new. We can't. So we're at this retreat in Scottsdale and Crystal's attending it with us. So I can't wait to hear how this goes. Like (laughs) either tonight or tomorrow, I'm looking forward to you being like, that was totally cool. Or like Heather and Shannon, this is not for you. (laughs) Do not do this. So when you like scope out franchises, like the one that you're going to, like, how do you find them? Or how do you know, like, oh, this is what I want to go check out? Mm -hmm. So I have a, I'm part of a company. So Fran Choice is the company I work under and they vet, there's over 4,000 franchises in America. There's no way I can go through 4,000 franchises. So my company goes through and vets and finds the A plus companies, the ones that are not scams, the ones that are not business licenses, um, that you actually are a franchise owner, you're in this system, you're trying to grow brand awareness. 
they vet them to make sure that they're solid companies. And then, so going from 4,000, we're down to about 250 roughly. And so from those 250, I have my portfolio that I go through and I learn about all of those 250. I know basic level and then some of the ones that I'm like, that seems like something that would be exciting for people. Mm -hmm. Then I want to go see them. I want to go see what they're like just to say, okay, is this something that I would want somebody to be a part of and meet the franchisees or meet the, um, the managers of the places and say, do you like working here? Is this something that you're excited about? Cause I think that's important for any business owner is, can you get into a concept that your employees are going to be excited about? Yeah. So a couple years ago, I got an award for Rockstar Franchisee of the Year, something. I can't even remember what it was. <laughs> you go, girl. Yeah, totally <laughs> one of those I don't even have the information on because I didn't care. But um, <laughs> some of that stuff, you're like, what is this? And how did I get in this pool of people? Um, but as somebody who owns a franchise, I think I'm six years in on a seven-year contract. I don't. I don't like it and I would not, mm -hmm. my experience with it is not positive and I definitely wouldn't like recommend somebody be a part of that. And cause I look at the business now that I'm, you know, 12 years into owning businesses and I think all of the money that I spend on this because it's 10% of my gross income, mm -hmm. which the, the business has um, a 50% um, operating expenses. So that ends up being like 20% of my net they do not give me enough benefits to make up for 20% of my, of the money mm -hmm. that we, we have. And so how, when you're evaluating these businesses, are you sure that after that first year of initially getting you off your feet, they're still going to be giving you value that makes it worth paying them for the next 10, 15, however many years the contract is for. Right. So that's, I kind of try to connect the candidates with, the franchises that I feel are going to be appropriate for them. But I do, they need to do research. They need to figure out, is this going to be right for me? Because it is a commitment. It's like getting married. You're in it for seven, 10 or more years. So you want to make sure, is this okay? I'm going to be paying royalties almost. I, I don't think I know any franchise that doesn't collect some sort of royalty. So making sure that they understand what an average franchisee can make, what those royalties look like, and is that something that you're, they're willing to commit to? Not everyone should own a franchise. Some people are very entrepreneurial. They can start from the bottom. Also, but, if you're not a rule follower, you should not own a franchise. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that was they want you to like cross every T, dot every I. Everything has to be exactly by the book. So if you're not a rule follower, it's not for you. Exactly. And that's where, like with us, with the donut truck, we just wanted, we're paying social media. They're doing all of our social media for us. They're doing all of our marketing for us because I don't have time. So, and I'm not passionate about social media. So it's like, okay, if you're going to take care of that and you're going to get our name out there as well, that's what I want to pay for. I want to pay for a business in a box that if we get a good management team in there, they can take the trucks Every once in a while, if my family's like, hey, let's do an event, we're going to take the trucks, the kids are going to work it, we're going to do it as a team. So finding that franchise that fits best with your lifestyle, with your family, with what that looks like. But yes, when you buy a franchise, there's going to be royalties. And so you need to make sure, do you follow the rules? <laughs> are you willing to follow that system? Because that system can make you a lot of money. 
But if you don't want to stay in that system, franchising is definitely Yeah, there's no right. creativity, no ideas, no anything yes. like that. So one of my questions is going to be like, who's your ideal client? Who would be good for a franchise? Somebody that's the opposite of what we just said. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> <Not> yeah. Us. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, because there's people that are like, well, why don't I just do that on my own? Yes, you can totally do that on your own. But you have to start, you have to find the marketing, you have to find the software, you have to find the systems, you have to you have to start from scratch. And so if you want to have a jump start on a business, franchising may be really good. If you find a franchise that maybe you're putting not 10 years in, maybe you're putting five years in and then you can decide. Especially if it's your first business and you exactly. want a little bit of handholding because mm -hmm. you aren't quite comfortable with making some of those decisions and you haven't done it before because you've been used to this structured W-2 job where they told you exactly how everything needs to go and they had all these systems and processes for you. I think it's a lot more comfortable for people when they're starting out. Yes. Or if you're like me and I just don't want to deal with a startup, I want to just business in a box, please. Just give it to me. I'll take it where I need to. The other side is, is do whoever I'm working with, do they want an exit strategy? So if they're like, you know what? I just want this for three or five years. Okay, let's find you something that maybe has a good built-in exit strategy. Let's have you grow it for three to five years and then sell it and make money on that sale. And that's another strategy for people is, you know, like franchise flipping. You buy it, you build it, and then sell it to somebody that doesn't want to start with I love scratch. that because a lot of entrepreneurs, it's something we talk to our girls about regularly. They don't have their books together. They don't have like SOPs. They don't have like a hiring practice. They don't have a lot of those things in place. Even though they may have a great business, it's not sellable um, in its current state. They could, they could work on some things and get it to a place where it's sellable, but it's in a current state, it's not. And I do agree that those franchises, the, the requirements and the reporting that you have to give them, they help you stay organized in a way that does make you sellable. Exactly, yep. So what type of fees are you looking at for something like a donut truck? Um, like royalty fee wise? Yes. Um, so with my concept, it's a flat fee. It's a, there's no, it's not on the gross revenue because it's more of a part-time seasonal, or not even seasonal, just a part-time job you do it or company that you just do when you feel like you want to have events so if my schedule's like hey we're open friday saturday and sunday we'll fill it with events so they do a flat royalty fee every month instead oh, of cool. a sliding scale based on revenue that's so super cool. that's the other side is looking at a franchise if you want flat rate there is flat rate if you want based on percentage because maybe in the first year you're not going to be making huge revenue so you're okay with having that percentage based instead of the flat based or the flat royalty fees. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. <clears throat> so we've talked a lot about business stuff. Is there anything about you that you think people don't know about? Um, I don't know if they don't know about, I'm kind of, I kind of claim to be like an 80 year old lady. I loved crochet. What? Oh my God. I we're going to be best friends. <laughs> <laughs> I could just like find a really cute crochet pattern on Pinterest or Etsy or whatever and just create something. I don't, I can't do blankets. I can't do the square rectangle thing. I need to have something that's like functional and has like shape, but 
I love that. So you're an arts and crafts, like an arts and crafts girl. So if you were like, oh, you could do anything you want on a Saturday night, what are you going to do? You're like, I want to stay home and crochet. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Do you do something while you crochet, like listen to an audio book or watch a TV show? Usually like watch a movie. It's usually has to be a movie I've seen at least 50 times (laughs) so that I can tune it out, but still have it playing in the background while I'm just crocheting. And because you have to count, you have, especially if you're doing shapes, you have to count how many stitches in order for it to get the right stitch, like the right shape. So it takes more focus to crochet, but I still have to have something in the background. Shannon, have you crocheted before? I've never crocheted before, but I love to sew. I love to do grandma things. I, like, I mm-hmm. want a garden and like all the things, <laughs> all the grandma things. Um, I tried crocheting and I made a washcloth. Oh my gosh, I'm impressed actually. Whatever, what? no, it was a square that was really uneven and and it was uneven because I wasn't counting. <laughs> <laughs> so I would have like so many stitches here and then not the same amount here. It was totally not even. I don't think I have the attention span for crocheting yeah. or knitting. I tried both and they just like, mm-mm. Yeah, my patience is not. I actually tried crocheting and knitting. Then I tried running marathons, <laughs> <laughs> which is then when I bought my first business because I was like, oh, I don't think this is working out. Heather's hobbies are her businesses. Yeah. Right? Like she doesn't. When I was looking for that, that's what I learned. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I wish that was my hobby. I'd be super rich. Wait, have you seen the cute little kids crocheting kits? I have. Where they yeah. make little animals mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Have oh you tried gosh. any of those with your kids? I haven't. They, I can't teach my kids things. <laughs> I get angry. They get angry. We get frustrated with each other. So we don't We do not do those things that I'm like, it should just be so easy. But I did teach a kid's crochet class just for other kids in the neighborhood so they could learn and What does like a typical day look like for you? Because I'm hearing you do consulting, you have these franchises, you're obviously super successful. What do you like, what's your typical week look like? How often are you working? Um, It just depends on the week. I try to work most when my kids are in school. So I try to meet with candidates while they're in school and everything. Um, When they're out of school, it's just more family time, but they're getting older. They don't want to hang around with me they go hang around with each other somewhere else in the house so if they're doing things then I might crochet or I might read or I might do something else but things you can do when your kids get older I know I can't wait (laughs) um so like how how many hours a day typically do you think you actually work Mm, five to seven depending on like Monday through Friday yeah okay yeah weekends are family or I have um, a cabin up in the mountains, so we try really hard to go up there and just get away from life, Mm. you know, get away from the crowds, away from traffic. So we take the kids up there, and instead of planning, because we're not planners, we can't do long-term plans, we're like, all right, we're packing the car, we're taking the dogs, we're going to the cabin. (laughs) I love that. I also love that you're not a planner, because I would have never guessed that. Listening to (laughs) the way you talk this through and wanting the franchise option, I would have thought you were like meticulously planning everything. Yeah. If people are interested in your consulting, where can they find you? Um, they can find my bio at franchoice.com slash cbell. Um, and they can see my bio there. They can contact me at cbell at franchoice.com or call me at 970-405-0982. Crystal, thank you so much for being here with us and sharing the way you evaluate businesses and the way you think of franchises. Uh, We are looking forward to hearing exactly what you think of this one this afternoon, and we will talk to you soon. Thank you. I appreciate the time. Thanks. Thanks. Bye. Bye.